Welcome back to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Thursday, you will finally get to chill with us. We will be bringing on some of the quirkiest, geekiest, leading voices in the personal finance space to give them ample time to talk about their stories, the lessons they have learned over time, and some good advice for all of us. What has aged well? What didn't do so well? Why did they do what they do? So sit back and Chill with TFC. Yeah, yeah, but I got a better tip. Okay, okay. Uh, my oh. better tip. Oh. Okay, simple one, very good tip. Make use of public spaces. Okay, this is this is a tip that I I don't understand why Singaporeans are not doing it. Welcome to TFC's very own Budget Royale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> it's like gladiator like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> This is a series sponsored by OCBC 360, OCBC's very own high interest savings account. I'll tell you more, a little bit more about it later in the podcast. But yes, today joining me on this Royale, like who else? Who else is here? Rakesh here, as usual, from the TFC team. Yes! Let's go! I'm going to win. My post producer will hate you for screaming into the mic, but yes, yes. And we are joined with... Hello everyone, I'm Lisa. I run Lisa's Adulting in Singapore on YouTube. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm not going to do some flexing. Uh. <laughs> leave it to the strong man over there. <laughs> so yeah, so yes, we got uh, strong contenders today uh, in our inaugural yes. budget royal, right? Essentially, the mechanics of the the royal is very simple, right? We got three categories, right? And the three categories are household expenses, wealth accumulation, and recreation and enjoyment. I refuse to use entertainment, the word, uh, because mm. I don't want to be entertained. I want to enjoy. Right? Okay, but we don't go there. We don't get this semantics, ah. Uh. But anyway, it's three categories and every round every one of us will throw out one tip our strongest tip on this category and then we will vote against each other okay and if this thing really blows out then maybe you get a chance to vote or you might want to put in the comment section who do you think is the rightful winner of the category and at the end the person that wins the most category will be the inaugural TFC <laughs> Royale <laughs> It got price, no? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will figure something. Okay. Like, eventually, we'll, we'll get there. Maybe season two, second royal, right? And if you think you're better than us, you, you come, you come. Okay, email hello at thepeninchicoconut.com. Yeah? But okay, okay. So so let, let us uh, start with the simplest one. Okay, round one. Okay, household expenses, huh? which is a big part of most people's spending categories. Right? Mm. So yes, who, who wants to start first? Like household expense. What's your number one tip for our audience? Maybe ladies first. No, I want to uh, say for last. Yes, yes, I want to yes, see yes, what yes, you're yes, saying. Oh, go, Josh, then, then I go first. Yes, I go yes, first. Yes. Yeah. The thing that comes to my mind is something that is probably the biggest expense item on everybody's books. If you own a house, which mm. is mortgage. Mm. So, you know, back in 2011, I bought my first house, first marital home. And back then, I thought property prices were going up. So, I was thinking, hey, should I buy something big that's my biggest budget? Or should I go for something small? So, in the end, I convinced my wife. Uh, I told her, hey, you know, Prices are going too high. Maybe you're cool. Let's buy something small. So my first marital home was just a three-room HDB flat. Oh. And the condo was very small, just $300,000, plus which you could afford comfortably. That kept the mortgage expenses very low, fully paid by my wife's CPF alone. Oh. Yeah, and that would allow me to have more free cash flow. 
to mm. do things. So I would think that you know the biggest expense item that I saved up is on mortgage. It's actually quite counter the mainstream culture mm. now, right? I think a lot of young couples will think like, okay, try to get the most out of it, get the biggest HDB that you can get. But you you take quite a different direction on it. Yes, correct. So when you commit to a big loan, you realize that you pull up all your CPFOA, pull up your cash flow. Unless you don't like investing in the stock market, then you want to bet everything <laughs> on the property market, then that's fine. But I do think that there's certain logic to spacing out your assets mm, mm, you can mm. save and do other things with your free cash and uh, i think that was a decision that allowed me to build my portfolio nice maybe faster than you know some in my age group nice nice. so again that's a trade-off like, of course the house is very small but you keep expenses low then you can reach early retirement mm. precise can, can you give us a bit of color like how much are you paying for your mortgage and in the ballpark oh so back then the Price of the flat was three hundred seventy-three thousand. Mm. So if you count it right, within a thousand per month uh, mortgage, you can actually settle it already. Oh Very my simple. goodness! Actually, that's that's really good as well. That's like, awesome. In all fairness, I was gonna bring that up, but yeah. yeah first, yeah. first person's first gets the first. First person, go, first, yeah. Yeah. go yeah, get yeah, it right. Yeah. See, uh, chef, and I would say that. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. <laughs> Let us go first. <laughs> But um, I was I was gonna say like that. I think for me as well, like I got my place for for three hundred and seventy thousand four room oh. um in in 2019 and i until today i think that is the best purchase i've ever done mm. like you firstly i'm the only one in the house because mm. uh, my wife is not a singaporean which because initially we wanted to go for like a 600,000 house right two incomes can afford a little bit more mm. Mm. but then when you know quite uh, typical quite typical right and then the government said i'm uh, not government sorry hdb said hey cannot your loan cut in half your salary cut in half. Because your Be- spouse is not, not a local. Already, okay. right? So they cannot count anything there. Then I was like, oh no, now what do we do? And they were like, okay, let's look at something. Because we didn't want to rent, we were renting. And then I was like, okay, let's look at something in this area. We we put out a map and then we say, okay, we don't want to stay in Woodlands. We don't want to stay in Sambawang. Everywhere else until Clementi <laughs> to Kambangan, I will stay until Yochukang. Okay. That way, then I Ishun go and is part of it, lah. Yochukang <laughs> is not. Ishun, okay, okay, Ishun not accepted also. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> I mean, my opinion, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Cancel then, him. Cancel him. From there, there was only four houses or three yeah. houses that we could actually look at. Mm. We looked at it and then just bought it. And until today, it's the most blessing in disguise because my, my mortgage is $900, mm. which means my CPF, I don't even look at it. It just goes in and goes out. Yeah. And like everything you get in your bank account because it's post-CPF is immediately disposable. Mm. And I think that every, you know, uh, we've all heard of friends who still need to cough out a lot of cash per month. Yes, yes, like thousands because yeah. some of them buy condos and they would pull up a lot of the cash flow. Mm. Then they have kids, the family grows bigger. Then you know, that's where the inflation of expenses really start to kick in. Yeah. So the first thing you can control, in my opinion, is always the mortgage. Stress. Fix your fix. Okay, but that one is his point, huh? Exactly. Not your yeah. point. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, not my point, not my Yeah, his point, his point. Yeah. So month. he's throwing in yeah. <laughs> mortgage, manage it. Okay. What's what's your point? Wow. Mine, I would say, besides living in HDB, which I think is a necessity because of all the rebates that we get as well. Um, yeah, just on the rebate, right? I have friends who stay in three rooms, right? And then, then their income is quite healthy, but a lot of these rebates are built on the house. Yes. It's not built on the income, right? So end up, uh, all, all your SNC charges, everything all like as good as no, don't have, right? Is that the your common experience? I think it's a very minimal amount. Yeah, yeah, very minimal. Yes. Yeah, all the rebate add, add together. So yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Naughty is. people are uh, hacking the system. No, uh, it, but, it is a right. <laughs> okay, 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 it's a right, it's a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, other than that, um, so other than that, I would say the, the biggest thing that I try and budget what, what is in the house. Now, I don't mean the fixed expenses. I don't mean the, the furniture or the TV or whatever you want to buy, but the variable expenses. 
which is, for me, the biggest one is groceries, mm. right? Because we cook a lot at home. So what we try and do is we budget out the groceries for the month. Mm. And how we do that is every week, we will come up with a meal plan. Not meal prep, but a meal plan. Monday lunch is this, Monday dinner is this. All the way, we have a little whiteboard thing we got from you know, online to then write what we're making. And then from there, we then write down what we need to buy. And then we go and buy it and then we come back. So that's effectively what we do. So we don't shop on a daily basis to the groceries because when you shop on a daily basis, you're going to find the extra piece of chocolate that you really like <laughs> and, you know, the extra piece of hash brown that you really want. And, and Those are what things. the aisles are created yeah, for, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's done that way to get you to spend more. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason the milk and the bread is always at the back mm. of, of, of a supermarket, right? Mm. So that's what we do. And based on that, we then limit our expenses and we know, okay, this is the biggest cost. Um, this is what we do. But it also saves time because now we don't need to spend half an hour thinking, hey, what to have for dinner? Yeah. Hey, yeah. what to have for lunch? Because it's mm-hmm. already written. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. So how much do you all spend in terms of like groceries? Uh, well, we have increased it since. Uh, we were limiting it to about 100 a week. Oh, that's uh, But now we're about okay. 150 a week. For, okay. for two people? Two people. Two people. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, my, yeah. my own food budget is $400 for myself. No, yeah. but this is, I mean, groceries, lah, not ah, eating out. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I guess your food budget will really depend depending on, it'll vary depending on what your situation is. So for myself, uh, my food budget, I have the same, I had the same idea. Like I, I was going to say, don't buy pre-packaged or ready-to-eat meals. So no snacks. That was my, that's my rule to myself. And I know this depends on like your personal preference. And if I do buy, I tell myself I cannot buy another until I finish this bag. And most of the time, it takes me so long to finish that bag because I just don't eat it. Also those like pre-packed fried chicken, you know, those kind of thing. Yeah. Right? It's like the chicken inside uh, is like 20%. Outside all flour. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I believe that that thing not nice at all. But people buy it. Oh my God, don't. Okay, don't. But yeah. What, mm. So what, what is your, your tip for household expense? How does Lisa save the most money? I mean, other than checking out her channel. The, yeah. It's quite lame, but it's to it's use... okay, you may win on the lame point. Yes. <laughs> it's to use credit cards. Oh, um, oh. I feel like... OCBC uh, credit card, right? Yeah, 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 of course. What else? <laughs> what else? Right? That's an option. Yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best option. Yeah, 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 it is. Right. No, but a part of the OCBC three sixty account is that you gotta spend with the OCBC credit card, mm. right? So every month you gotta spend five hundred, and if you spend five hundred with the OCBC credit card, then you get extra interest rates as part of this OCBC three sixty mm. account. Yeah. Yeah. You get cashback with the credit card. Oh, it miles? depends on different cards. Okay. Yeah, so there are many participating cards, mm. right? Oh, so that means whatever the credit card has is one per. Yes, that is but a credit card. But at the card. same time, because you're using the credit card already, you're getting the extra, extra interest Yes, rate. yes, oh, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's jumbo together, benefit mm. on benefit, yes. Mm. I mean, whether it's cashback or miles, that is still something else that you're getting that you won't get with a debit card and I think there's a lot of reluctance like young people and old people oh that's so mean old people I, I, it's a it's a it's <laughs> a <laughs> old people she yeah. just cancel herself I just, it's okay it's oh, fine no. yeah. we're not ages uh. we're not ages we welcome old people but the more I the more yeah, yeah, yeah. Diversity, inclusion, <laughs> uh, people. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not just that um, like older folks are resistant to credit cards. I see some of my younger friends also, like they don't want to move to a credit card because it's a bit scary, right? Like there's the thought of the annual fees and then the interest rates if you cannot pay off your bills. But if you use it just like you would a debit card, you're getting a lot of benefits that you won't get if you were just using a credit card, uh, just using a debit card. So back when I was still using a debit card, it's 
firstly, the money is deducted like, almost automatically from my bank account, whereas with a credit card, like, I can space out my bills towards the end of the month. But the trick here is, of course, to use it like you would a debit card. And then you can like reap all the benefits of using a credit card like cashback, uh, miles. For myself, I use um, a credit card with cashback. So every month, I consistently get maybe $40 to $50 of cashback just by spending on that card. Like, I could have used the same debit card and get nothing from the things that I would have been I would have been spending on anyway. So I have the credit card for myself. I also do a supplementary credit card for my mom. So she pays. Uh, she buys all the groceries, her bus fare, and then you just get like fifty dollars every month from doing nothing, like mm. doing what you normally would anyway. Mm. And so got scam prevention element. To yeah, that. the fraud protection. Yeah, fraud protection yes. because yeah. it's on credit, right? So mm. you can actually call and say, "Hey, what is this?" Yeah, uh, and then and they will your, manage on that. Your end. own money is not affected because yes. I've had like I've had. Yes fraudulent cra- uh, transactions on my debit card before mm. and that money gets taken out immediately from my bank yes, account. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. and recently I learned I learned from some other people, right? So there are a lot of new payment apps out there mm. where you can create multiple virtual cards, right? Mm. Right. So that is also one way to kind of mitigate that, that yeah. whole like uh, because you're spending on not say weird website lah, mm. right? But like hosting website or e-commerce <laughs> solution, right? Yeah. That all these things are recurring expenses and you you kind of want to manage it. The one to, you kind of build layers, right? Whether mm. is it using a credit card or whether is it using one-time virtual cards, you kind of build layers to protect against a direct access that's to your right. bank account, right? Yeah. So that is also one way to kind of manage fraud. Mm. Yeah. What's well, so many good tips today? Yeah. No, actually, I think that's, that's a really good point. Like actually what I do, I mean, two things I want to bring up, right? One is the positive point, one's it. Like we need, I think we need to address the negative point. Mm. Um, the positive point, I like what I do is like I love credit cards, mm. but I have a like and, and and the people that listen know that I have an Excel sheet, right, which is readily <laughs> available at financialcoconut.com, yeah, yeah. um, where I track my my every month expense, mm. and and therefore you don't make the minimum payment on the credit cards, you make the full payment on the yes, credit cards. Yes, 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 right, yes, yes. and you can just time it don't really snowball. nicely yeah. with your cash flow when you receive your salary, immediately just pay the bill. And then mm. put the rest into savings. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you were alluding to when mm. you said use a credit card like a debit yes, card. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I think the other thing that could be really good to mitigate the sort of fault protection besides the credit card itself is have another bank account. Mm. So if you have one bank account that is your effectively your checking like account. Like the OCBC 360 account, yes, right? Yes, exactly. okay. <laughs> but then you have <laughs> like that, don't laugh, laugh. But then you have a you have a second bank account where your savings are in. Right, mm, that mm, that mm. is really good mentally, I feel, mm. and mm. at the same time, really good because you know that every all the monies are only going to be going through your checking account. Mm. And once mm. it goes into your savings account, you're not touching it, mm. or you're using that for investment, or using that for higher interest, or, or everything else. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yeah. Great, great. Okay, so now my turn, right? I have the ultimate point. Okay, the ultimate. Everybody knows that I'm using this point, which is your arbitrage, right? Essentially, right. So mm. I don't stay here, right? But I still earn sing dollar. Right. Uh, I think in my pay range, I would be considered like median income in Singapore. But I stay in KL. Right. So actually, my expenses. I mean, I went on Josh's show to talk about it. Right? My expenses are, are like crazy low. I don't know the comment section got attack me not. Huh? <laughs> but, but but it's it's low. Like it's so low. Like maybe one month I will spend maybe close to a thousand sing at best. And I, I it's not like I try not to spend. You know, it's like I try quite hard to spend already. Yeah. But mm. it's just it's just. It's just like that. You try quite hard to see. <laughs> <laughs> First time I hear someone say, hey, I really want to get rid of my money. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. But so, only, only a thousand. <laughs> okay, let me give you a bit more context, right? First is you can only eat so much, right? So mm. so it is what it is. You, 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 you like, how much how much more can you buy, right? Like it's, it's only like that. So what ends up becoming the bulk of the household expenses will be like 
shopping or like experiences or like you know cafe all those things right but i don't know maybe i'm a singaporean still uh, at heart so i look at the malaysia cafe i said cannot the standard not there okay attack me like attack me okay right so the standard not there there i don't feel like spending you know what i mean mm. like even though it's like half price but i was like no this is not worth it i'd rather go to the restaurant and pay like you know, I, you know, it's like different. It's not about the price in itself, but it's the value that I get from this. Mm. If I can do the cup of coffee at home, which I am doing, then why why do I need to spend out there? You, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not being a snob to say, oh yeah, very hard. I try very hard to spend. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But it's just based on the way of life that I like and I enjoy, I find I ended up finding it quite a struggle to spend in Malaysia. But I thought a lot of Singaporeans mm. like to go JB to cafe hall. Singaporean no standards. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> standard. JB is very expensive yeah, now yeah, as well. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. I haven't been in okay. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's true. A lot of, a lot of Singaporeans like to like to do that, right? Then mm. I go and try. It's like, hey, like, cannot leave. Like, it's, it's not. Maybe, okay, maybe. Um, then where you a bit go, critical, you... uh, a bit critical. Uh, <laughs> a bit critical. You go kampong. Yeah, yeah. Kopi like, and all hey, kampong kopi is amazing. Okay, But anyway, to me, that is ultimate. And I see it's a trend, right? I see more and more Singaporeans doing that. Uh, you see YouTube channels popping out of like Singaporeans just living all over right whether it's in Malaysia whether it's in other parts you know and they're just kind of playing the arbitrage I know I know not everybody can use this but if for some reason your company allow you like um, you know like flexible work arrangement and all that right and you can kind of stage this in a in a constructive way right actually you 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 can you know have a good run for a few years you know and you can save a lot like every time i fly in in the morning right so i fly in the morning for recording yeah wow i fly in for recording <laughs> yes and then i'm at the airport right then i see all these people with a backpack i know they just flying here for a meeting after that they go already right so yeah and it's it's, it's increasingly common you start to mm. see more and more like armor also right yeah it's, it's a thing right so so if you can play with that Right, if if it's an option, it looks like it's it's something that you can entertain. Um, yeah, it's gonna help you a lot. Your arbitrage man, is amazing. Would you put your savings in a Singapore account? Oh, of course, or- of course, Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> What's the offering yeah, you know, yeah. overseas? Yeah. Right? So oh. so okay. So I, I say uh, specifically for how I do it. Right, all my money is here. Well, uh, so uh, of course, investment is over, but all my money is here. I manage it out of Singapore. Right. So uh, I only kind of like spend as and when I need. Yeah, and then and then there'll be a there'll be a periodic transfer into ringgit because ringgit kind of uh, keep dropping lah, say, <laughs> right? So so it's a it, it's a bit hard to keep holding on to it, right? I, I, imagine every other month, you know, your purchasing power keep okay. keep dropping, right? Uh, but to be fair, if you spend in Malaysia, actually, if you buy the local products, uh, it's much cheaper than international imports because uh, local merchants are less susceptible to the depreciation of the ringgit. Right, mm-hmm. so if you buy like if you go to the grocery, then you see the peanut butter, right? Got local made in Malaysia and like import, right? The made in Malaysia one uh, can be 30 percent cheaper, and wow. the price will stay sticky, right? It's not as mobile, so it's quite interesting, and mm-hmm. it's not unique to Malaysia. If you live in Thailand, Vietnam, any country that has a very strong agricultural uh, structure, right? actually, if you shop local and eat local, the prices are relatively uh, affordable, and if you can explore that as an arbitrage to your Singapore salary, right? I know it's a bit privileged, uh, um, then it will it will benefit you a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like um I mean yeah, I think that's fair. Right? Domestic produce obviously won't won't be 
won't be um, perceptible to FX changes, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. think I, I just went to Australia and the avocados were like a dollar and they're massive. Exactly, exactly. It's like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's take some of that, please. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also, additional tip for you uh, is that if you fly out of uh, Malaysia back into Singapore, actually, it's very cheap. Because Singapore airport tax is very high. Singapore airport tax is very high. I don't know if you all know. Yes. It's <coughs> I, I remember it's cheaper to fly. If you take Singapore Airlines, go to a different site and then book it. Yeah. So Singapore Don't airport tax Singapore. is is crazy. Huh? So um, if what what I, what I used to do with my friends uh, is that uh, Singaporeans love to go Johor, right? Go JB, Jalan Jalan, right? So I will join them. So, okay, let's go. Then when they're coming back to Singapore, I will take the, the grab to Sanai Airport in Johor and then I'll fly out from, from Sanai Airport. Right? So, so it becomes like a part day trip and like I'm just going off. Right, so the the ticket cost right could be sixty percent difference, because flying out just by the sheer fact that you fly out of Singapore, the airport tax is pricey, and and that's why it's a big part of Singapore's uh, business. Okay. Right, so yeah, if you can fly from Sanai Airport, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is round one, right? I think uh everybody has quite a few good tips, right? So uh, we're gonna go for one round of voting, right? So you know your finger will determine who gets the the vote on your end, right? So in uh, in three, two, one, then we point to whoever that we're voting for, okay? okay. Who who has the best uh, best tip, okay? Uh, three, two, one, two. yeah. Okay, win now. Hey. No, but I do agree because mortgage is one of those big mm, expenses, yeah. right? That is very hard to negotiate. Yeah. Right? Like, makan, makan, not say cannot, not say definitely can negotiate, but you can kind of manage it a little bit. Mm. But mortgage is one of those things, uh, you sign up for it, uh, that's a fixed expense. You know, 15, yeah. 20 mm. year commitment. commitment really, right? So I think for our listeners, if you can manage that a little bit, you'll make your life much easier. Right, so and then you can apply our tips after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get after. Yeah, you compound, compound tips, yeah. effect, right? Compounded effect. Okay, oh, but that was great. That's good first round. Mm. Okay, and Josh well means the first round. Yeah, so now we're going to a second round. Ah, huh? so the second round is about wealth accumulation, right? Hey, coconuts! Inflation is threatening our retirement, and from the OCBC Financial Wellness Index 2023, it shows that many of us are not meeting our financial goals. And I think it's a reaction to the reality out there. It's not that we don't want, you know, just times are hard. But in hard times, it is not just about defending and tightening our belts, but also looking at what is out there. Are there opportunities that we can tap on to meet our financial goals? So I would like to introduce you to OCBC 360, which is OCBC's very own. High interest savings account that can help you earn up to 7.65% per annum. Very simple. There are five interest categories. You just need to hit the different interest categories to earn up to 7.65% per annum. Some of the simpler ones like crediting your salary, you know, saving every month and spending through the OCBC credit cards will allow you to earn up to 4.65% already per year, right? So simple strategies to go about achieving your financial goals. Of course, terms and conditions apply, yeah. And of course, this is insured by SDIC up to seventy-five thousand. So for more details, check out link in the description below. OCBC three sixty account. Many of you will probably already have different OCBC products. You may want to merge them all and get this high interest account, right? So once again, link is in the description below. Check out OCBC three sixty. Now back to the show. And I believe a lot of people will accumulate for retirement, all those things. Like it's a big part of uh, why you even consume personal finance content to begin with, right? So, mm. but but uh, in this process of wealth accumulation, a lot of people want to be part of your journey, 
right? For whether is it a product, a company, um, services, whatever, right? They want to help you in that process, but in the process, they also make money lah, off your off as by extending that service. So uh, I wanted to ask all of you, like, how do you manage your wealth accumulation process and be smart about you know savings um, yeah, through it, right? So that you don't you don't spend too much money accumulating wealth. Does, does it make sense? Right, because accumulating wealth, you know, you use vehicles, you use different things, um, and and that there is a cost involved in, in a lot of these investment vehicles or all these tools that are out there, right? So that's why I wanted to ask all of you, like, what is your best tip, you know, to accumulate more and save less, uh, save more in the process, you know, of accumulation. Mm. Yeah. So after first round, you know that uh, the smart thing is to start first, right? So uh, yes, come. Who wants to start first? Yeah, I'll start first. <laughs> I'll start first because I think people, I think y'all can sort of push back and mm. and argue with me a bit on this. Mm. Mine is not so like a specific thing that you can do, but my general is more like a general mindset to me. Because when I was starting out my investing like journey, like learning more about this kind of thing, I feel like mistakes are unavoidable. You're gonna make like costly mistakes that you might regret. So my advice to myself and to anybody is to just let it go and don't waste, not not don't waste, but don't spend so much of your time and energy thinking about the mistake that you made. You know, there's that earn or learn mindset, right? With a job, you earn or learn from whatever, like a mistake or any moves that you make. If it's a good financial decision and you earn from it, then that's good. But if you didn't earn from it, then you learn from what you did and you maybe make changes and adapt later on. So that's a general mindset that I that I have because it's going to be so painful for you if, you, if you're if you so like caught up in like, I, what if this is the wrong mistake? What if this is like a super expensive um, platform to use and I should have used this other one? That's like time and energy that you don't, that you can spend on other things. Mm. Like maybe imp- like improving your knowledge, reading up more, learning from other people. That said, I think when you're just starting out, focus on accumulating that knowledge first. Don't be too caught up on what is the best thing to do because you're just starting out. You're literally a beginner. Just have a basic understanding of what is maybe like the the bad thing to do. Like don't invest 100% in crypto. Like that's maybe a bad decision. You know, find like what is the most boring but tried and true. Maybe investing in like an index fund. And then do small things every month and then build it up to something bigger later when you have more earning power, when you have more capital. So it's like many different mindsets rolled up in one, but basically don't get too caught up. Do like the boring tried and true thing and move on with your life. Mm. Actually doing the boring tried and true thing, right, is something that I think is so boring. People don't stop talking about it, but actually it saves you a lot because mm. it firstly saves you from the mistakes, right? Mm. We're not even talking about, oh, this uh, was saved like 0.2% year on year, you know, or save 0.3% because you cost, you're optimized, blah, blah, blah. You know, those things are great, but the very fact that don't lose money first, right? I think mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great tip. Yeah. I think to Lisa's point also, it's like mm. uh, many people think investments you should get a review of it mm. actually it's not true you can review platforms mm. you can compare products but when it comes to investing right uh, what has happened previously for example a stock price uh, cannot be how you view it moving mm. forward also so many people get caught up is this better than that even if it's an index one is this better than that mm. it's usually not the biggest impact on the performance it's usually why is it priced currently mm. uh, that mm. will impact the long-term performance and yeah, many people get stuck on, hey, is this better than that? And forget that how they execute 
their process, their investing uh, journey would impact them more than whether this product has more fees or less fees. I agree. Mm, I agree. Mm, Thanks mm, for that. Yeah. Okay, I go next. I go yes, next. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's smarter to go earlier, right? So I think we, we all recognize that in the past few years, there has been a growing trend of uh, our listeners and our friends using uh, robo-advisories, right? And mm. um, the interesting part about robo-advisories is that a lot of times the underlying funds are actually very cheap. Right, because it's broad-based index funds, right? So what, what people usually compare is, okay, you hire a human versus a robot is cheaper, okay? So to them, and of course, uh, cost is important because if you can kind of lean down the cost, you can accumulate more, right, over a period of time. Um, but actually, you didn't realize that huh, the 0.5% that you pay the robo, actually, the underlying fund uh, can be 0.03%. Uh, of course, right? So because a lot of broad-based index funds are that cheap, right? So... And the, the thing is, right, when you pay for the robo, you still got to pay for the fund, you know? Like, like the robo holds the fund, the fund still charges, you know? Right. For why not you move away from the robo and just buy the fund direct? Because there are a lot of robo advisors out there that just buy and hold the fund. That's it, right? They are not out there to rotate. They are not, and, and I'm not saying rotation is good. Huh? I'm not saying like, uh, you know, momentum, all those things. If, if As you develop as an investor or a trader or someone that is more like shrewd in this game, you will play more and more strategies. But for the mass audience out there, right, which a lot of people just literally put the money there and they want it to grow and then they trust all this robo advisory, right? The reality is maybe you can cut the cost by, you know, even more, right? Just buying the underlying fund directly with the brokerage, right? So so to me, that is an important thing that I need to put out there. People need to hear. You realize that they only hold two funds. You buy this fund, it's 0.03%. You use them, it's 0.5% year-on-year management fee on top of the 0.03%. Sorry. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me, okay? Anyway, that's, that's like level two. So that's where yeah. I want to be. I think, mm. I think I'm right now at level one mm. where sometimes robots are really the easiest way for you to get started yes. without all this like fear and intimidation yes. of doing the wrong thing yes, yes. so yeah I, I think your level 2 is where people can try to strive towards mm, like if mm. they are interested in doing this and being more involved great yeah, and maybe I can give a balancing point also from the robots perspective uh, okay, like, there, there's certain <laughs> value also uh, not that I not represent that you, them yeah, or anything like that they also have sponsor me <laughs> <so> yes. <laughs> the robo uh, portfolio is supposed to give you that rebalancing effect mm. uh, maybe some have two I've, I haven't seen them yet but usually what they do is they do that rebalancing, which is needed also because markets move. Uh, when you buy it yourself, you would realize you might neglect that rebalancing yes. uh, benefit to it. Then maybe the second part also is robots. Uh, although they have an annual management fee, they do not have that brokerage fee. Mm. So it also depends on your size of investment. Yes. So if your size of investment is very small, your brokerage fee could add up also. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you could simplify a process, small amounts, you could still use robots. The annual fee might still be lower Mm, in mm. certain circumstances. So it's, at the end, it's a numbers game, right? It will move towards when your portfolio size can be bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Then you'll be like, eh, maybe not. Then you can talk to them, they will negotiate the price down. <laughs> <laughs> but then the rebalancing yes. effect is, yes, is yes. even more important, really. Right? It is, it is. Because that's is. where, you know, you maintain that risk uh, approach. Uh. Yes, 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 yes. Fair, fair. So that's that's a good point, mm. okay? Yes. Yeah. I think for me, with with wealth accumulation, I look really, I'm, I'm a really looking far guy. Mm, right. Less than a one year, two year guy, right? Which means I know where I want to be in 20 years or in 30 years. From there, I find out how much I have now, how much I can invest on a monthly basis. And then I calculate my rate of return mm. that I need to have. And it should be hopefully less than 5.5%, which is apparently the growth in an index fund mm. on a 
12 year basis or something like that. And then from there, I will then say, okay, then I'm going to, I, I believe this company is going to grow at this rate or that rate. Um, and then I'll put that in there and just hope that it will, my, my calculations and assumptions are correct. Mm. That's the, that's really the way I try and uh, wealth grow. Mm. Try and look at it very, very far ahead so that even if there's a small movement in, like for example, 2021, with all the tech stocks that dropped like massively, right? Yes, everyone kalang kabo, everyone scared, everyone sell. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm not thinking six months from now. I don't need this money because this money that I'm investing is for 30 years or it's for 20 years. And then with that, it makes my mental mind go, I can chill. I don't need to look at it on a daily basis. Um, and I think that for me was the biggest lesson I learned. Mm -hmm. So I think a bit of background in 20. 10 in uni where we learned options. So I, I'm a finance grad, right? Finance economics grad. And we said, okay, let's open up a brokerage account. Let's put some money in there. Let's try and and, and gamble, right? Gamble. And I, and I called it gamble. <laughs> uh. At that point, because I didn't understand the textbooks on options. I was like, screw it. I'm going to learn it myself. <laughs> so I put some money in there. Earn and learn like you were saying. Put some money in there and then let's just hope that... I think she said earn or learn. I was like, oh, oh, sorry, you, can, you can do uh, both. Yeah, yeah. You can do both. both yes, yeah. yes, yes. And so we did that. But we were just very lucky that we put it into gold. Mm. If we had put it into anything else outside of commodities in 2010, which was booming at that point in time, we would not have made the money. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make double in six months and this and that. And that was all I was thinking about. But then when you look at everybody else losing and somehow literally struck gold, um, <laughs> <laughs> literally struck gold, then it's like, oh, wait, I think I better actually re reassess how I go about my investments so that I don't have this drop that I could have had. Mm, so yeah, yeah, that's a long story of monologue of <laughs> how I look at investments. Okay. So is there a practical tip then for when it comes to wealth accumulation? How do you how do you kind of yeah. like optimize it or you know like um yeah, manage the costs involved? The manage the costs involved, that's a good thing. Um I always speak to people to find out what the brokerage fee is, <laughs> what the management fee is. I go and read, go and find out. And is it per share? Is it, you know, as you take the money out? Two things. One is try and find the lowest one. And I usually try and speak to my friends about it who are investing. Number two, also look at the FX, right? So I trade a lot in the US um, or the, U the um, New York Stock Exchange and, and, and all of that. And I don't use the brokerages um, FX rate. I mm. might use an independent FX mm. rate because they're going to give me a better rate. Mm. Um, so I look at these things. For me, that's the those are the variables because when you're transferring it, that's where they, the bid are spread. Right? They will just take the whole thing and we need to be aware of that thing. Fair, fair, fair. So you transfer to a US intermediary and then yes. the US intermediary has a better rate that can transfer back to Sing Dollar and then you extract it up. Absolutely. Um, or okay, okay. you transfer into your Singapore account in that same USD. Okay, okay. Ah, okay. You know okay. what I mean? I get it, yeah. I get it. Okay, yeah, interesting, interesting. So yeah, that's good. That's good. So yeah. your point, what is your so, point? Uh, I come from financial advisory space. Yeah. So maybe in this space, I can share a bit more with audiences. What are typical problems that I see on the ground? So uh, when I see cases, sometimes people have committed to very big insurance plans mm. uh, that suck up a lot of their cash flows. Whether they have a change in mind, whether that plan is good or not. I think the first thing that someone needs to uh, be aware of listening to, to today's discussion is before you commit to a 20, 25 year plan, make sure that uh, it's not too big of your cash flow. Because once you've committed and you want to exit, it's probably not, it's the, not the best idea. So there are some plans where, you know, most on the internet don't quite like, read up on them, 
avoid them if you can and just go with simple vanilla structures. Mm. Term plans, or if you want to buy whole life plans, they are, they are not a problem. But usually the problem is when you buy too big a whole life plan. Mm. A mm. small whole life plan wouldn't cost you too much, one $200 at most, as a base layer of insurance coverage would do. Mm. Uh, I've seen before people commit four or $500. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then that, that sucks in all the cash flow. Yeah. Uh, and you es- can't exit. And especially when you're like, uh, first jobber, right? 20 mm. plus yes. or like, you know, maybe even like 30s, you, you see kind of like figuring out your income sources, figuring out your life. Then you commit to these things, like they become anchors. Exactly. Right? You, you cannot, exactly. you cannot shift. If like, if like every month you have a few hundred dollars going out, right? Okay, maybe one, two hundred, it's, it's okay, like mm. whatever, like you will find some way to get it, get it done, right? But, but if you're flowing out of 500, you know, which is, which is, which is not, as uncommon as what people uh, would like to think, it's quite common. I think I'm sure a lot of listeners, for some reason, have have committed to some of these kind of plans, right? And it, it does limit your life choices. Mm. Does limit your nimbleness in being able to shift around. Mm. Yeah. So a plan structure will lock in that cash flow. Yeah. Uh, use them wisely. Make sure you you look look for the right products. Mm. Yeah, and don't overcommit to plans too long term. Nice. So that is your tip. Yes. Okay, I, I like that. But just so happened, because I, I think um, the beauty of the OCBC 360 account is that uh, essentially what OCBC want is they want you to bank with them throughout all the way, right? So from your from your savings, from your spending, from your crediting of your salary, all the way until investing and insurance, they, they all have the whole thing for you. And if you commit to the whole thing, then you can unlock the highest interest rates of the OCBC 360 account, right? And I think I wanted to point out because you talk about insurance, right? That actually... It's also part of the OCBC 360 account component. So if let's say you already have an insurance, which which the the, the the thing is, they are a big entity. So for some reason, you probably have OCBC account. I have OCBC account. You have OCBC credit card. You have like a, like a GE insurance, which is also part of the OCBC subsidiary. You have like scattered products of OCBC, right? Mm. That if you can actually open this account and concentrate everything, your your, your insurance that you bought from GE can give you additional 1, 1.2% you know, on the OCBC 360 account. Right, so so I mean, of course, uh, subject to the type of insurance, all these things need to be specific to the account itself. Then, when you got to talk to them, right? But the reality is, you know, you have all these scattered things. If you can put together, you get a bit extra on your high interest savings account, OCBC 360, right? So, so I think there's that. That's cool. It's almost like an arbitrage. Like if you already have these things, exactly. So just so, go open the account. Yeah, it's not about like okay, now you got to buy everything for OCBC. Yeah. The thing is, you already more or less have a lot yeah. of things from them. <laughs> it's just like chaplang everywhere. Then yeah. might so you see okay whether I can piece together and, and link it and link it yeah. together into the account. Then or oh, suddenly your 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 account can can get you like. Four point something percent, you know, even higher mm. on the first hundred thousand, wow. right? So, so I think that's kind of how I look at it. When they approached me, I was like, "Yeah, this is how I'm going to talk about it. This is how I think about it because they are not a small brand. You all have some pieces of them in your life. Mm. <laughs> See if you can put together and unlock more interest rates. Yeah, that's kind of how I think about wow. it. Okay, so this is round two, round two wealth accumulation. Uh, we we gotta vote, ah, uh, who is the who is the best? I feel like Josh will be the TFC, you know, budget royal, <laughs> you know, for season one you know amazing right you're so, scaring okay. me in that yeah, belt yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to wear a photo I shoot will, uh. I will get the belt and do a photo shoot in the studio <laughs> you can have a shelf like wall of fame yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the photos yeah. of all the yes, yes. TFC budget royale okay season one two yeah, season. three four yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so in three two, wait wait I need to yeah, think yes, yes. you need to think, <laughs> think. <laughs> who are you gonna vote for who are you gonna vote for yeah, yeah. I cannot vote for myself. Cannot vote for yourself. Cannot. Cannot <laughs> vote for anybody but by like, yourself. I feel like different people at different stages of their journey. Each of our advice would 
resonate differently it's true. and would mm. be more helpful. It's true. So put so, in the so, comment section. So effectively, below. we need you to vote. Lah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, <laughs> put in the comment section below. Who do you think gave the best advice? Mm. Okay. I think Spotify also has comment section already. You can put in the Spotify comment section, right? Uh, in three, two, one. Boom. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but Josh voted for you. Yeah. I voted for him. And I voted for him. Oh, it's a Oh my god. Okay, make your case. Make your case. Make your case. I mean, if I can argue for Josh also, it's because I feel like if I'm level one, he's level zero. Like here's not what not to do. Like don't commit a huge portion of your cash flow to plans that is only gonna bog you down later. Then mine is level one when you're starting to on this journey. Then I see you as level two and then you as level three. So there's a progression, I feel. Um, but I vote for Josh because everyone has to start somewhere. Um, so that's my... Okay, so now you tell why you voted for. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Lisa gave a good point on, you know, uh, not overthinking it too much. It, ha- it happens more often than not. Mm. Especially when someone's busy and uh, just gotten used to not doing anything. Mm. So it's very good a reminder. Okay. That okay. Uh, you learn through taking action. Yeah, yeah. And mm. taking action is always better than no action. Yeah, you realize. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good rem- reminder as the organizer of this that, oh, there's this thing, uh, got Thai one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what, what oh. happened when it's happened? Yeah, yeah. like, we got four people. I forgot, got this thing called Thai. Okay. So, anyway, so if that's the case, right, then each of you get half a point. Okay. okay. Uh, half a bell. Uh, half a bell. Okay. So, one, one and a half point, half point, zeros. Yeah. We work harder, say, right? Okay. We got to work harder. So, yeah, now, now, Okay, after we go through the first two, which is quite heavy, I would say, right? Which, but, but it's good. You know, I, I love it. All of us share very good stuff. Let's go on something lighter, okay? So third round is about recreation and enjoyment, right? So, mm. um, and I think it's, it's a big part of personal finance that is not usually talked about. A lot of people, when they talk about it, it's about maximizing miles, mm. getting more benefit. I'm like, bro, actually it's the experience that matters to me. Right? Not so much my savings on the process of the, of the experience, right? But, 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 okay, because we are uh, TFC Budget Royale, we do have to talk a little <laughs> bit about the, how do you optimize the, this process while maintaining the experience, right? So, mm. um, yeah, anybody wants to go first, you know? Yeah. I can start? Yes. Mine's a very practical Oh, tip. It's supposed to be practical, yeah. right? Anything too arbitrary, <laughs> never mind. Another show. So when I'm thinking like when I go out with friends, right? Or or in general, when I'm thinking about spending money to like for something that is entertaining or part of my social life. I love life. how when you say entertaining, you look at me. Because I know it's you don't like the word. A, <laughs> but you know, I mean, a movie is entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, I accept. <laughs> So I have this um, rule in my head for meals, for instance, when I'm going out with friends, I call it, I mean, I, I didn't come up with it. I probably watched it somewhere. I, I heard about it somewhere, but it's the pick one method. Say like you, the, the point of your uh, meeting, the point of your plan is to like catch up with an old friend and then you want to like sit at a nice cafe and get a drink and then talk. Then that is like your one nice thing, which means that say the dinner that you're gonna have beforehand doesn't have to be nice. Like you can just go Food Republic or Kofu. So, I don't know how Food Republic is gonna feel when it's like yeah, not it's so nice like Food Republic. and you're not splurging on both things. That's how mm. I... That helps for me. Mm. So I'm not feeling like, damn, I have to 
always like keep thinking like maintaining my budget I cannot have nice things so just having this pick one um, mentality so I can have my one nice thing and then I'll sacrifice what I don't prioritize mm. so it's pretty similar to, like, it's like it's like plan and a sub point also is like planning your your social activities in advance like if you see in the month you have you're meeting like a friend every week what is like and and like, maybe two friends suggest like more expensive activities then maybe you can like see if you can shift that the second expensive activity to the next month like moving things around so that you're not spending so much in one month and you're mm. spacing it out okay. but doesn't mean that you you don't have nice things or you just mm. prioritize the one thing mm, mm, mm. fair yeah. fair fair yeah yeah but i got a better tip okay, okay. Uh, wow. my better tip wow. okay simple one very good tip make use of public spaces Okay, this is this is a tip that I, I don't understand why Singaporeans are not doing it, right? It's like, like Fort Canning Park is beautiful, you know, like Tampines Hub is a great place to sit. Bisham Park is amazing. You know, I go there, sit down. I, I picnic at Bisham Park, right? Mm-hmm. So I will ask my friends, okay, you bring whatever, you bring whatever, then we come here, then we sit down there, then we like hang out you know, under the shade. It's so nice, right? And it's, it's the type of thing, right, that you... You mesmerize when you go to Japan or like mm. you go to Taiwan, you go wherever. So, oh, we're going to do this, you know, or like we're going to the UK, go to the high, right, right part, whatever, right? So people imagine doing this in other countries instead of doing it here. When actually a lot of these spaces, NPAC spent a lot of money to spruce them up. And a lot of our public infrastructure is very nice, right? Um, and, and I think thinking of how to use public spaces um, for your recreation is amazing. And I think that's the part of um, a big part of life and hanging out and socializing and recreation that people avoid because they think it's expensive. And if you go to like cafe, cafe all the time, if you go to all these like commercial, commercially run spaces, they are expensive on some level, mm. right? But if you can unlock your idea of like, maybe I can hang out elsewhere, right? And and make use of public spaces, make use of the very expensive beach right? that every other year we have to put extra sand <laughs> because Singapore got no natural beach. Hey, now we got right? East Coast Plan. Uh, uh, okay, 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 got East Coast Plan. <laughs> uh, but, but, but you know, like make use of all these places that are built, the state put in a lot of money to build up these spaces like Bedok Reservoir is very nice, right? Other than mm. East Coast Park. East Coast Park getting quite packed. Uh, Changi is always very packed, right? But but you, you get the idea. There are a lot of public spaces out there. Whether is it physical, like a, a physical building or whether is it a more rendered public uh, natural area. <laughs> These spaces are free and they are amazing. Mm. Bring your own cup of tea, go there and hang out, right? And, and it's, it's, it's lovely, right? And you bring your friends, do what you need to do and it does mm. not cost much, right? So, and I think that's a, a big part of um, the Singapore life that you can explore, right? It's going to save you a ton and you're still going to get a very good experience. And this is how I think about and it. And I think it's not quite talked about. Yeah, Everyone yeah. talks about going to shopping malls or this cafe or that cafe or, <laughs> yeah. or this place or that place, right? But yeah. NPARC is actually really, really nice. We went there and I only know those three um, shopping centers, right? And then he told me some other Kuchinkura place that we are supposed to go to. Yeah, Tampines Hub is not Kuchinkura. No, okay. not Tampines, we didn't meet Tampines Hub. Oh, we didn't meet Tampines We met in some other place. It was about a five-minute walk from the MRT. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's so close to Tampines Hub. But Tampines Hub was crazily busy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a big fan of these type of places. Yeah. I love these type of places. And that there are a lot of public spaces that you can explore, mm. right? If you, you know, go for a picnic, tag us, okay? I want to see the movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can add on to your point also because yes. I have kids. Yeah. So, you know, some parents, they spend on their kids on indoor playgrounds. Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. 
20, oh. 30 dollars an hour wow. kind of thing. Wow. So actually there are a lot of outdoor playgrounds also. Yeah. Uh, West Coast, I, I go there quite often. Mm-hmm. And it's also packed. Uh, so a lot of parents will bring their kids mm-hmm. there to cycle. But East Side is still best side, yeah? Although, although, although I smashed Tampines for five minutes. Uh, like East Coast also has good yes, slides. Yes, also. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So a lot of uh, big public playgrounds to, uh, to, to bring yeah. them to. Yeah, I can go. Uh, I think for me, uh, I also, well, I mean, we all know uh, in, in TFC, at least from, from the previous few episodes, spending money is very tough for me, right? Mm. Uh, I it's try an emotional and, thing. It's an emotional thing, right? Mm. I try and plan for my retirement, therefore lose out on the short term. Um, but one thing that I have uh, tried to do and am doing is how to enjoy myself without spending money mm. or spending a lot of money, right? Now, you talked about open spaces or public spaces or end parks. I instead call people to my house. Oh, his house is very nice. Yeah. Um, so fortunate enough, there's two of us, right? Again, different phases of life, right? If I had two, three kids, I probably wouldn't be calling the guys over to my house. But um, so we got effectively, whenever I look for a house or whenever I look for a place, it needs to be big enough to entertain mm. um the kitchen must be of a decent size and of course we must have a living room um area what i do instead is i have all the machines in the house and then i just call people over you want coffee i have Calm. you want pizza i Calm. have you want this i Calm. have so why do we need to go there all you need to do is to just yeah. come to my place yeah this is the address <laughs> <laughs> But it is a very nice place. And then like you buy that one time like board game, right? Then you use yes. across like five years, right? Different yeah. group of friends play together. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing, right? Yeah. I think more so, people should do that. And so I think that's that's the best way. Yes, I pay for electricity. Yes, I pay for the coffee beans and so on and so forth. But for me, that's very marginal because mm. that's value I would take to to meet my friends and spend time with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to fork out 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's communal, right? And I think the communal element of, of recreation is very important, right? Like your mm-hmm. friends, when they come over, they will bring stuff, you know, yes. all that, right? So, so it's like, okay, everybody bring a bit, chip in a bit, and then it's it's a great experience, right? Yeah. So so that's lovely. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, yeah. So Rakesh, what would make you spend more money in future once you've reached your financial independence goal? Would you imagine yourself to relax a bit more on that front? Wow. Uh, we're going deep here, guys. This is nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you see, like, it, it's so weird because whenever someone says, what is your dream car? I will tell them a Volkswagen Golf. Hmm. Right? Usually when someone says, what's your dream car? It's a Ferrari la, or a Lamborghini la, or an Aston Martin or whatever. Right? I guess I try to, from a young age, I really limited myself what my dream is. I mean, a Golf, yes, it's expensive. A car is expensive. I don't want a car or anything, but it's not the, not what, you would say it's a massively dream car, right? Mm, mm. So yeah. Okay, come. Yeah, maybe I can go in the other extreme. Because, uh, you know, Rakesh, you invite friends to your place. Uh, it got me to think, recently my wife met up with her schoolmates and uh, they went to a very atas restaurant. Mm. And so what happened is she decided not to call me along. A lot of times we have a same wave flag, <laughs> you know, if you have a partner, it's good to be on the same wave flag. And because one meal over there will cost you $80, $90 already. So the hack that we usually do for these expensive gatherings is you don't bring your other half along. Mm. It's okay also. But if it's the basic one, go housewarming, yeah, sure, I'll yeah. definitely join in. Yeah. Uh, in fact, this time I was thinking, hey, I haven't gone to somewhere nice, you know. Wow. <laughs> 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 but I said, no, 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 you're very expensive, very expensive. <laughs> and if it's her friends also, uh, some of friends time, come along uh, with their spouses mm. also. Mm. It depends on your own uh, yeah, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I realized 80-20 rule, if these big items are off, uh, it's quite easy to trim. 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, because the economic rise, you can't trim that much really. Yes, Correct. exactly. It's, big it's not economic anymore. Uh, right, Atas yeah. gathering, then one bill is so expensive. Yeah. Then yes, yes. Maybe it's okay that you go alone, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even applies to maybe like wedding, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. if you bring a plus one, you're expected give a bit more ang pao. Wedding is a complex wow. subject. Oh. Like Chinese and wedding needs to stop. Yeah. This type of, this type of thing. But that's a different uh, different episode. Right? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. like, um, I, I completely agree. And now it's wedding season, right? Like, everyone's yeah. getting married in 2023. We're in the age. We're in the age group. Right? And I think uh. because Dragon Year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. up. Oh, okay, okay. My okay. thinking, like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think too far. I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like we're at the age group. Right? Like, I think I'm, it's age group. Uh, yeah, age group yeah, place, a lot of my friends are place, getting yeah. married. And all that, right. and that, yeah, yeah. Soon you will have the uh, Mansari. You know, all, those, <laughs> uh, all, those, all those things will start to come. Like, right? It's part and parcel of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Be, be selective like, when it comes to group gatherings. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to bring a plus one or not, decide on that. Like. So yes, this mm-hmm. is a short one. So yes, last round, last round. So your vote is important. Huh? It is sacred because your vote will determine season one. The very first inaugural TFC Budget Royale, right? Okay, so ready? Okay, in three, two, one, uh, to Oh, oh I, my. I win. I win. Say, 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 but I still lose the game. Lah. Yeah. yeah. So, what is it? It's one, so one, one, and a half, one, half, 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 one, uh, zero. Okay, zero. you're officially fired. Yeah. You got the whole score. Yeah, it's gone already. Yeah. Gone really, gone really. Yeah, Time but, to leave. But, okay, but please, before we end, why me? Why me? Let me feel short. Come. Um, I think it's it's something that we don't speak about enough. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that that's, we have so many spaces in Singapore that we don't speak about enough because. I think marketing and advertising, we're all marketers' dreams, mm-hmm. right? We all just go to that place to get cool aircon. It's true. And, and most probably because these places like Parks don't have aircon and everybody mm-hmm. just wants to go into the aircon because they're not kind of sweat, mm-hmm. right? But Bishan Park is extra uh, windy, I'm uh, just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very windy. I, I, got, I got you, I got yes, you. Yes. But Saturday, what, Sunday morning, what about we 8 don't, What we, we don't there. realize <laughs> is like, if you go to that or if you go to Bukit Timah or if you go to other places, the trees actually shelter you. No, Bukit Timah is very hot, just saying. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> I've tried everything. The two-year lockdown, I tried every part. Right? Everything you can okay. try. Okay, ah, yes. is very nice because I've walked there. Okay, <laughs> In such a hot yes, day, yes. you will still feel the aircon because the trees are the ones covering it. I went mm. to Sungai Bolo as well. Mm. Like It was really quite nice. And I think we just got to find these spaces, right? And then we can effectively enjoy it a little bit more with a bit more catching in our wallets. Yeah, I love, I love it. The idea of using public spaces. And it's so strange that we just don't think about yeah. it, right? And our to public spaces are not kuchang kurak, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. very nice, you know. I we always walk past and like, oh, like nice, ah, but we never sit there. We yeah. never ever sit there. And I don't know if I'm stretching a bit, but think people are more insular, not, not just in their thinking of like how they perceive each other, but also what is acceptable or what is good enough. Mm. It's like now when I look at, like, young children don't really play at public playgrounds anymore because mm. parents are very paranoid about them getting kidnapped or something mm. and I mean my mother loved, my parents loved me but they still let me go and play mm. at the mm. playground and I think that has translated in my adult life like, I don't really see I see the outside as like compared to the inside it's somehow less but I miss out like every time I get the opportunity to go to botanic gardens or to like a it's always like a special event so you I don't take the time or plan to go to these places yeah like I, I don't think let's meet up at Tampanese Hub yeah. and just sit there mm. yeah you can meet me at Tampanese Hub 
Tempe's hard welcomes you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Macha, I am. Don't you stay in the West? I stay in the West. Oh, that's not happening. West Coast Park welcomes me too, right? Okay, I will find a day to go to West Coast Park. Yeah. And then taking the time to explore and see like where you want to go. What what you want to explore. Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I need to be reminded. Yeah, and just shout out to the random pavilion at Tankaki MRT station. <laughs> there is one very random pavilion at Tankaki MRT station on the other side. Just go and find that pavilion. It's very nice. Got the granite table there. Like very oh. random. I don't know why there's this stretch of park there with a pavilion and a granite table. It's like a perfect place for like five uncles sit there, play chess and talk. You know, you know the oh. uncles had something yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they knew what they were doing. They All knew, these public spaces. Places underneath the void they knew, they knew. But but I think you need a friend like Reggie to mm. suggest these places because mm. your average friend group I think would suggest like a mall yeah, a cafe, or somewhere air-conditioned. Yeah. 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 Someone needs to push for these, like one friend. There needs mm. to be that one friend who will explore a random friend. MRT <laughs> station to find a pavilion. The one apparently doesn't <laughs> live in Singapore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I walked from Newton all the way to Beauty World before because oh, wow. COVID nothing to do. <laughs> So yes, yes, yes. Great. So in other words, okay, the winner is Josh, right? So yes. Josh, yes. well done, well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you come here for a photo shoot. Right? I will build the belt for you. <laughs> hey, rich, you know, financial yeah, yeah, advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I mean, no, 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 no. no. no I, I think, I think he has very good points. It is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe right, I can yeah. do a slight closing yes, part. Please. I, was, I was thinking of Lisa's point actually. Lisa mentioned about uh, having choosing one thing and foregoing making your choices for a month, something like that. I think it resonated with me because that speaks about discipline. Mm. When you spend on something else, you automatically have that inbuilt discipline too. We mm. all have our own methods, how it should be. But I think it still resonates around the power of discipline. You overspend on one, it's fine. Then you automatically find your other ways to average it lower. You can find your own style in doing it. You see words from the inaugural TFC Budget Royale Champion. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a great ending. That's a great <laughs> ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, if any of you would like to, you know, comment in the comment section below, check out their YouTube channels, and then we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Bye.